What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode with the podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. I am Hope Lamberson, and we're going to take a few minutes here just to kind of kick it with you, uh, just share some updates about my world, my life, whatever that seems or looks like. I mean, you never know what's going to happen and come out in these intros before we kick off today's hashtag difference. It's a big word. It's my word for the year. But nonetheless, uh, some updated things going on. Hey, I want to encourage you why I'm looking at it right now on my desk uh, to journal. If you're not a journaler, you should totally be a journaler. It's amazing to see how life happens to different seasons we go through and um, you know what that kind of looks like. Maybe God speaks to you about scriptures, phrases, words. Maybe it's through just you being open and honest and real with him. Like, you know, my world is going through this today. Or how do I deal with this, God? Or thanks for bringing me out of this season into this next season. Or maybe it's just you're writing your visions and goals down. And you're learning how to keep those in front of you to see that those come to pass at the desire time that God has for you. That's why in Habakkuk 2.22, it says, write the vision, make it plain. Those that read it, basically keep it before them, will run after it. It's easy a lot of times, I think, in the world with everything going on, especially if you're a parent, a spouse, and you got multiple kids. I know for me that is. Um, And you're trying to balance a business, a church, you know, all these different things that you have on your plate and on your schedule. You, it's not necessarily you forget the vision or you forget your desires and goals and dreams, but you don't keep them out in front of you because there's other things competing for your attention and other things that are distracting you from running at the speed that God has for you. Um, to accomplish whatever it is that he wants you to do with your life and reach those goals. So keep it in front of you daily, um, just so you can confess it, but just so your eyes can see it because we go after what we see. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about journaling. Um, Trying to think of what else I have that's new basically in my world. Oh, I did find out that here in uh, the state where I am living in, in Oregon, yeah, did not know that you needed to get a license within 30 days of moving here. And yeah, I'm here seven and a half, almost eight months <laughs> and still have not got my license. So um, the DMV is like backed up uh, everywhere out here. So I not only need to get a new car tag because my car tag has expired uh, last month, but I also need a license because the license is going to expire in about three or four months. So anyway, I am on a waiting list right now to get a new license, but as soon as possible, I need to get a uh, new tag for my vehicle. So yeah, did not know that a little bit behind that, but it's all good, you know? Um, And then I have just really been focusing on uh, eating more healthy, obviously is a good goal to have but I just actually consumed some buffalo chicken dip that I made, uh, Brussels sprouts, and then I don't know if you guys ever have seen this, but I'm huge on cauliflower and like cauliflower rice and um, replacing our like spaghetti noodles with chickpea noodles or cauliflower noodles. I know, right? Who would have ever thought it? And at first I could get away with it. Like my family didn't know, like it was, I switched it, but then like 
they started seeing, hey, this doesn't taste the same or it is a little bit funky. <laughs> yeah, so last night I made some, they were like a, a cauliflower stuffed three cheese, what looks like an onion ring, but it's all like lightly fried on the outside and cauliflower and cheese on the inside. And it was scrumptious. Like I loved it, but I'm that kind of chick that loves like Rather than eating a lot of meat, I'm gonna go for the sides and the vegetables and things like that. Like, that's just my jam. Um, and salads, I just can't get enough of it. So anyway, um, my kids were like, oh, heck to the no, we cannot eat this. They literally spit it out because um, they were excited. They thought it was like a real onion ring, but it was not. So yeah, <laughs> trying out some new foods with the fam. Um, so yeah, some days are making progress on it with them experimenting out, other days not so much. Um, but that's what happens when you live with four men in your house and they're all meat eaters. So uh, lucky me, but anyway, that's kind of what's going on in my world. I am excited today um, to share what is on my heart about this hashtag and some scripture references and then just all things like we are um, doing well in a good place as a family um, off to a great start in a new year hope your new year is off to a great start it's amazing that we um, have already seen God do some crazy supernatural things um, in the process of even how things appear outwardly, you would like them to speed up or transform and it doesn't always look like they're going to and then bam, God comes through for you, um, which he always does. He never fails us. So that um, is exciting, but the weather here is pretty good and steady. I mean, most days it is kind of gray, still overcast. Some days it looks like it's going to pour rain and then the sun comes out, you know, which is a beautiful thing um, when you're not seeing it every day, but it's pretty chilly and cold here. However, some of my kids are still trying to venture and wear shorts, and I keep reminding them we're not in the South anymore. Um, but yeah, <laughs> meanwhile, I literally walked to school this morning with uh, my hair wet after coming back from the gym, and it was freezing. I was in a big, huge bubble jacket with my hair wet, and I looked quite a sight. I'm sure people are like, what is this girl doing? Because it was so cold. But anyway, stay tuned for the podcast. I will hit you up in a few seconds uh, later. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you later. What is up, everybody? I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm your girl, Hope, and we are kicking it off here in January of 2023. I am totally amazed already at how we are on day 17, I think today, January 17th already. I'm like, how in the world is January already mid-month? Um, needless to say, I am getting things in gear and have been getting things in gear, but I want to just dive in deep to today's hashtag. It's the word difference. You know, this was my word um, for the year that I really felt like God put on my heart. And to be honest, I wasn't super stoked about it. You know, maybe you've gotten a word or a phrase that God has dropped in your heart when heading into the new year, doing your goals, your vision, your dreams, maybe journaling a little bit. And, you know, sometimes we like the things that God says and other times we're like, could I get a different word? 
right? This was kind of me for this year. And actually the last couple of years, it's been um, that way where I was like, really, God, really, we're, we're going to give me this word this year. But God knows everything that we need um, to help benefit our lives better than we do. So the word difference simply means diversity, but it also means things don't stay the same. Which when you hear that, especially if you're not a creature of change, don't like new habits um, to begin forming in your life, you're like, wow, this word is just going to be amazing. Um, but I have to tell you, through and through, the more that I have dived deep into this word and even began new studies and looked for um, different stories in the Bible, but also characters in the Bible who saw a difference, who experienced a difference. But I'm learning a lot about that word difference, um, diversity, where things don't stay the same, improvements to make adjustments, things need to get better. Um, and really, in all of our lives, this could be a word for all of us on top of whatever specific word God's given you for this year. You know, we should want to see a difference in our marriage, our finances, our relationships, friendships, in our health, in our parenting. Um, and in order to see a difference, I have got to do things differently. I have to make some adjustments. I have to quit making excuses. Come on now. I've got to change my respective perspective. And I've also got to learn how to change how I respond to situations. You know, as I was getting ready to kind of write this hashtag, and I actually preached this a message at our church this past Sunday when we did some house worship with some of our launch team members. I was talking about, you know, maybe you're kind of like me and every year when you go into writing your visions and goals, usually on my list, it's one thing that I'm carrying over from the next year that maybe didn't get answered or I was believing for and it didn't happen. Or maybe I started off the year strong where I was trying to see a difference in this one area and then you know, life happens to all of us and we get busy or sidetracked or whatever it may be, and we don't see the difference take place. This happens with me with like one of the same goals every single year. And every year I'm like, okay, this is my year. <laughs> this is the year I'm going to see this difference. Um, and really what it comes down to, like I said, in order to see difference happen, Things cannot stay the same. Things have to look different. Um, and when I do these things, such as changing my perspective, it changes everything about how I'm going to experience life. One of my favorite Bible characters is Peter. And I think I've mentioned this before on years back on the podcast episodes we've done. But Peter in the Bible is like, one of my ultimate favorite characters and disciples. I think a lot of this reason is because I see a lot of qualities in Peter and within himself and his personalities and, um, you know, different things that he walked through. And I see the good side of Peter, the negative side of Peter, his failures and wins, um, mistakes, but also his victories. And at the same time, like, I'm like, okay, Peter, like, I can totally relate to you. Like, that's me too. But Peter was this man who left it all to follow God and the call on his life. And we know that when he accepted Christ, he began this new journey, as many of us do, are supposed to do, right? We're leaving our old life. We're accepting Christ. So now it's time to follow Christ. And that looks differently for all of us. Our last podcast episode, we talked a whole 
um, hashtag on following Christ and how our relationship and following Christ needs to look different from others, how they're following Christ. We can't get caught up in the trap of living a life, especially as a Christian or a believer, and compromising and also um, in living our life where we're comparison, we're comparing our lifestyle. God doesn't want us to do either one. He doesn't want us to compromise what we believe and who we are as a Christian and a Christ follower, and he doesn't want us to give into comparison um, of living our lives you know, how they live their life. God wants us to uniquely know him and love him and serve him and follow him. And in order to do this, it's a journey. And Peter knew this as a disciple. He left his career of being a fisherman and went out there and wanted to follow Christ um, in such a way that it motivated him to change. It motivated him to realize things can't stay the same. Like if in order for me to be different from the world, I've got to make a difference, right? In order for you to make a difference, whatever God's calling you to do, you're going to have to make some adjustments. You're going to have to do things differently. I'm going to have to do things differently. And so Peter is on this journey from leaving his career to following Christ. And he had some rocky roads. He had some tests and trials. You know, Peter, you know, chopped off a man's ear. And thankfully, I haven't done that personally, but I've done a lot of other stupid things. Um, and Peter, you know, he denied Christ three times, right? Even one of those times when he denied Christ, it was to a child. Like, it's like, come on, Peter, like get your stuff together, man. Like it's a child, like just be honest about it. But anyway, we've all been there. But at the same time, when God was doing life with Peter, um, on this journey of following Christ and wanting to see Peter make a difference, Peter had to make some adjustments and God knew that Peter's, you know, past wasn't going to define him as his future. Your past doesn't define you as a future. In fact, God never changes his mind about you, regardless if you're for following Christ, you know Christ, or even if you're like, hope, I've kind of turned my back on Christ. And let's be honest, I'm not doing things differently. And I'm keep living in this same cycle every single day, you know. But Jesus understood, like when he saw Peter, he was like, I'm going to make you into the man that I'm calling you to be, but you're going to have to do this journey with me and you're going to have to do it my way. And you're going to have to be willing to accept the things that you need to do differently um, and move forward because that's what Christ wants for us. He's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for us to make progress. And along this journey, Peter began to understand as we accept Christ, we are to be different. So much so I've been diving into the gospels, um, like I said, of Peter, the book of Peter. Peter wrote the book of Peter, obviously. I mean, what gave that away? But he wrote these books and he's writing about leaving his old life and coming to follow Christ and what that looks like. And he's writing these letters like in Asia area, Turkey area kind of thing. And he's writing these letters to already people that follow Christ. They've accepted Jesus. And he's explaining to them how to truly follow Christ in such a way, he says in 1 Peter 1 15, he says, if you're a Christ follower, like you're to be set apart. You're not to live your life how you were living it before Christ. You're to be not, um, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Meaning you are living in the world, but we shouldn't be participating in worldly things. We should leave our old ways and be set apart. 
in such a way that others see this. They see that there's something different about us. They see a difference. In 1 Peter chapter 2, he's telling the Christians in these letters, he said that our lives as a Christian should be built on Christ. Just simply meaning our roots, our roots need to run deep with Christ. We need to have a strong foundation in Christ. Why? Because the devil is a lie and the devil is real and there is temptation out there and there's tests and trials out there. And there's all kind of things out there that if our foundation is not built on Christ, it has potential to crumble. It has potential to even shift when God is saying, like, I need your foundation with me to be strong. I need you to be plugged into story groups. I need you to be plugged in at the right church. I need you to be doing community with faith-filled believers. I don't need you to be unequally yoked. Like, he's giving us all these things and these steps, like, how do you have a good foundation? How do you have a strong foundation? Because guess what? Tests and trials are going to come. Um, and we got to know how to handle those tests and trials. God is calling, though, all of us that regardless of the tests and trials, we are to still be different. Peter knew this about being different as a Christian is going to require us to do some things, um, even some hard things, even go through some dark times in order to see a difference. We're going to have to face these tests and trials. Um, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to face tests and trials. Like, you totally are. I'd love to tell you you're not, but it's not rainbows and sprinkles and sunshine every single day of your life. And just because you're a Christian, um, especially too, I feel like when you're like headed towards the right direction and you're moving in the plan of God that he has for your life, like the devil will do whatever he can to throw in front of you to distract, to distort, to give you excuses, you know, all these things why you can't do it or be different or see the difference because he is scared of your future and he doesn't want you to fulfill and walk in the completeness and the wholeness that God has for you. In James 1, uh, chapter 2 and verse, or James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it says this, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, that could be a whole message in itself. I mean, first of all, he's telling us we're going to have tests and trials, right? And it didn't just say one trial and then you're going to be good or you're going to have this really dark, scary moment in your life and you're going to have to overcome it and that's it and then you're going to be good. No, it literally says you're going to have to face many kinds of trials in your life, but he says this, that the testing of your faith should produce perseverance. That just means that your faith in God should look differently than other believers in Christ who have faith in God, because your faith is going to have to be so strong and your roots are going to be after so deep. It's going to have to produce you to persevere, to get through the hard times, the tests and trials. And the only way you do that is making sure your foundation is strong. My walk with Christ not only has to look different, but my faith has to look different. And so he says it here that when you're faced with trials, I mean, consider it pure joy. Not all of us consider it pure joy. I mean, last time I walked through a dark season or a test and trial or agitation, aggravation, whatever you want to call it, I have to admit, I probably said some words I shouldn't have said, and I really didn't operate in faith because of fear or whatever it may be. But he literally says, consider it pure joy. 
And we'll see this here and time and time again throughout the scripture. When people are facing a hard time or adversity is hitting, God is reminding Christians that as they're following Christ on this journey to consider it pure joy, to lift up a heart of praise, to uh, open up your mouth and worship with thanksgiving. He's not saying carry the problem, carry the burden, talk about the pain to everybody, make everybody feel sorry for you, share it with everybody else. No, he's saying consider it pure joy. He's saying, I can do this and I can help you walk through this. You don't have to be afraid and you don't have to do it alone. So as I'm reading this in first Peter, second, you know, first and second Peter and reading the whole book of Peter, basically like I am really being open to some eyes in my life about Christianity and my beliefs in all this. And one of the things that I saw that the Lord showed me um, in this, and I was doing even some uh, daily devotionals with this where um, you know, what it means to be different, what it means to see a difference. And Peter saw so many things in the book of Peter where he says we are to be different. But one of the things that should be different is our faith. Peter knew that our faith should not be based on what I see. And you've probably heard this from countless uh, preachers or read it in devotional books or a Bible plan. Um, is that this is that our, our we're not true faith is not in what we see. True faith is knowing who God is. It's in our one-on-one relationship with God where we've seen his faithfulness. We've seen his goodness. We've trusted that he's got it all figured out. And that's what builds my faith. That's what increases my faith. That's where the foundation is being laid that I'm starting in my life, that we should be starting in all of our lives. It's not based on what we see. Uh, our faith should be strong and our faith should look differently as Christians because it's in who God is. Second Corinthians 4.18 says this, Fix your eyes not on what is seen, or we could say do not be moved by what you see, but be moved by what you believe. We believe the word of God. We should trust the word of God. You know, God's not going to say something to your heart and it's not going to line up with his word because God and his word are the, are one and the same. And when God speaks, he st- speaks through his word. So how do you know if it's God's will or not to take a job, to marry a person, to whatever? You look in the word of God because it is the truth and it is the roadmap to your, my life and your life. And it says here that we have to fix our eyes on not what is looking outwardly. A lot of tests and trials, you know, would cause us, like I said, to give up or move or to doubt God or question. Question God and you know all these things, but we have to make sure that our attention and that our perspective and how we respond when we're faced with the test and trial that it's fixed on who God is. It's fixed on the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God that we've already seen in our lives. We have these tests and trials, but God says, guess what? Be of good cheer, right? He said, consider it all joy. Be of good cheer for he has already overcome it. When he got up on that cross and bled and died for you and went through all the sins and the failures and the mistakes of all of mankind, he said, I have already overcome it. I've already beat it, right? And so that gives me courage to know because God has already forgiven it taking it upon himself, bled and died for it, washed my sins white as snow. He's overcame every temptation, test, and trial that I've overcome. Then I can overcome it too because God has already gone before me. As Christians, like I said, we're going to have these tests and trials. And First Peter 1, 6 and 7 
Um, it says this in the NLT. It says, in all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith or greater worth than gold, which perishes even though it is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed." genuineness of your faith. I heard Craig Rochelle preach this and he actually um, did this Bible plan and it's just really spoke to me and I have some of these points I'm talking about today is from him, but he has a Bible plan called different because I was like, how this is a crucial word for me this year. How can I do this? And so he talks about the genuineness of your faith. So what he's saying is here is genuine means to be real. If it's not real, then it's fake. It's a false faith. It's not producing what it needs to produce. And so we go through these times in our lives where we're wondering, do we have real faith, genuine faith, or am I living in false faith? Do I have something else that is not producing what it needs to produce? And so that lets me know real quick that I can have real faith or I can have false faith. And there's different types of false faith. There's an inherent faith, which just simply means meaning how, you know, you were raised or what that looked like when you were growing up. For me, many of you know, like I grew up in the church and because I grew up in the church, my faith tended to look a lot like my parents' faith in the foundation of who they were and what they built and what they were doing and nothing wrong with that. You can build upon other generations of people's faith who have gone before you. But again, when it comes to following Christ, your relationship with God should look differently. When it comes to your faith, your faith should look differently. And I tell my kids all the time this. I tell them, I'm like, boys, you know, you can use my faith and I can believe God for you, show you how to do it. But when rubber meets the road, you're going to come to an age of accountability within your own life where you're going to have to trust God and you're going to have to grow in your faith and believe God for your faith for yourself. It's okay to have the faith and piggyback, if you will, on the back of mom and dad's faith or a generation that has gone with before you. It's a faith, but it's not yours. And it has to be yours. At some point, Jesus and following him has to become so real to you that you're following him for yourself. You're hearing God for yourself. You're having faith in him for yourself. Another uh, way that we could say could kind of be this false faith is conditions, right? Like (laughs) I've even been there in my own life when it comes to Christianity where you're believing God for something you're wanting God to do something and maybe it doesn't happen or maybe it happens and you're like, yes, God is so good. That wasn't that hard to believe God for faith or I'm trusting God and I'm believing God that he is good. And when I see it happen at my plan at my time, then, you know, I'll believe that he truly does love me or he does have his best interest for my life or whatever it may be. No, it's even in the dark times. It's even in the tests and trials where our faith as a Christian should not look like other people's faith. It's not based on conditions. If God comes through or if he doesn't come through, like we are steady in our faith, regardless if it's in our plan or you see it happen or you don't, you still have to have hope. You still have to have faith and it has to be yours. Another area that, um, Peter, when he saw things out, he wanted to see different was his thinking. Like, 
our thinking is huge. I mean, we live in a world that has a lot of mental health issues, um, anxiety, fears, things like that. I mean, whole days are given to it and it should not be taken lightly. But at the same time, I want to say that our thinking needs to line up with the Word of God. If we're going to see our best days ahead of us, we have to not only stay in God's Word, but we have to even break down these subjects like faith, love, our words, um, our thinking, all these things into these categories and see in Scripture what God says about these things because it is important. Your mental capacity, my mental capacity, my mental health is huge. It is important. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever I think on, it just means I become. I begin to live it out. Whether it's good, good thoughts or bad thoughts, I'm going to see it happen in my life because that is what I chose to think on. And remember, Peter had gone through some tests and trials and pain. Like he saw the suffering of Jesus. I can't even imagine what that was like for him. Someone that followed Christ and knew Christ so close. But he had to remember who he was as a Christ follower and who God is, not what was always out in front of him, what he was seeing with his physical eyes. Romans 12, 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So transformation can happen in our lives, in our minds, in our words, in our bodies, in our health, in our finances. We can see these differences start to happen and take place, but it says this, we can conform to the pattern of the world, meaning how the world lives, how the world uh, runs their marriage, how the world runs their finances. We are not to do it that way. We are to be set apart and ask the Holy Spirit, how do I need to handle this situation with my kids? How do I need to handle this with my finances? How do I need to communicate this um, in a way that would bring change and see transformation, but also produce love, right? All these things. Then we'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. Is it good, pleasing, and it will be his perfect will. Change will happen. And guess what? A difference will be able to be seen when we start doing this, when we start renewing our minds with the word of God, when we're thinking on things that are pure, honest, lovely, of good report. So how do we renew our mind? Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1, 8, verse 8 says this, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate it, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. It says to meditate on God's word day and night. That just means, you know, keep it in front of you, whether it's your journal, whether it's a devotional, whether it's an online Bible study, whether it's a podcast, you know, whether it's the actual Bible, the God's word, it says to put it in front of your eyes every single day. And it says day and night as much as possible. That's where transformation is going to help see that your thoughts and your thinking are restored and you're seeing a difference. And then I want to close with this. It says first Peter chapter three, uh, 10 uh, verses 10 through 12. It says, whoever would love life and see good days. I don't know about y'all, but I want to love my life, right? I want my kids to love their life. I want my spouse to love their life. I want them to all to see good days. They must keep their tongue from evil. So he's addressing our speech too. Not only is our thinking important where we need to see difference, but our tongue. Keep our tongue from evil and let their lips keep their tongue from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. 
for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. And I just want to kind of keep that in, you know, our forefront of our minds and in our conversations, Um, whether it's through texting, email, one-on-one conversations, like you're going to have opportunity, especially when you're facing adversity and tests and trials, um, to not uh, keep your tongue from evil, right? You're going to want to run your mouth. You're going to want to gossip. You're going to want, you're human, right? We're all human, no matter how long we've been doing this Christ thing and following Christ, like we're all human, but we've got to take the higher route to be different in order to see a difference. And we've got to learn how to not just make sure our mouth is in line, but our minds are in mind. Our heart is in right uh, line. We're keeping our words intact. We're we're doing good to others that would try to persecute us or harm us or make us look bad. We're praying for those people so much so that it says, seek peace. Don't seek revenge, but seek peace. And it actually says, pursue it, run after it, go after it. And so, you know, maybe you're listening today and you're like, Hope, this, this message really spoke to me um, about seeing a difference in my life, about knowing Christ, about wanting to make changes, you know, changing my perspective on things. And I just want to say, like, you can totally do it. It doesn't happen overnight. I wish it did because we'd all be better for it like 100% the next day. But it is a process. And you're going to have to take time to make uh, these things that are important to you that you're wanting to see a change. You're wanting to see a difference. It's going to take some time where you're going to have to be consistent um, in doing it and not make excuses. And when you're tempted to respond your old way to situations or whatever it may be, start responding in the right way. Um, Even this morning, you know, I missed it with my older son and I was like, dang it, I didn't respond in the right way that I started telling the Lord I was going to respond. And so if you fall out of the wagon, no big deal. Get back up. Ask God to forgive you. Ask others to forgive you and continue to move forward towards a plan that God has for you because he loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to succeed in everything that you have your heart set on um, because he cares about you, right? He's your heavenly father, your creator. He's made you and shaped you and fashioned you for such a time as this on the earth to do something great, not with just within yourself, but for you to make a difference within yourself and those closest to you, but also for others to see a difference so it causes them to know Christ and fall in love with Him more and more. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope. God loves you. He sees you. He is for you. Um, If you like this podcast, thanks for subscribing to it or sharing or liking it. And we'll see you next time back here on Straight Talk with Hope. Peace out.